Hello, everyone. I want to take this opportunity to say thank you. As you go at the Golden Boot, so do our needs, but we cannot do it without you. We ask that you continue to like our posts, share our content, and subscribe to our YouTube, Facebook, and other social media platforms. You may also visit thegoldenboot.com for the latest merch. If you would like to make a financial donation, you can do so through Cash App at MoneySignGoldenBoot or through PayPal at paypal.me slash goldenboot. We look forward to bringing you more laughs, knowledge, and entertainment. And again, thank you for your endless support. Sincerely and respectfully, the Golden Boot team. The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Golden Boot. It's your boy Pooh Bear. Got my man Aunt Pity Murphy in the building. What's good with you, bro? What's happening? That much, man. That much. Um, uh, I ain't gonna lie, man. I, I I don't know. I feel rusty. I feel like yeah, I feel rusty. Like oh, you know, we started. Little, it, I yeah. I, I mean, I don't know why. I mean, we we have done episodes since we took the little hiatus, but. I was forgetting stuff. Like I was sitting there, I was playing on the computer, sending text messages. Oh shoot, the intro almost over. Oh my bad. I was yeah, I was kind of wondering what was going on there for a second. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm off. I was gonna let you do your thing. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't gonna gonna bother you though. You know, there ain't wasn't no bother, man. It's, uh, and I'm still supposed to. I'm. I've been. You know what? I told you before the show. It was something I was supposed to be doing. And I forgot yeah. what it was. And I just remember what it was. So I'm going to do it now. <laughs> so I have it. I was somehow supposed to have ready. So when, when we popped up, it'll be ready. But oh, oh, dang, gone well. I'll just put it like that. I'm, I mean, I don't know, man. The kid's killing my brain cells. Um, I'm going to say kids. kids. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to say the kids, kids, huh? Yeah, they blame me and, and they mama. Ruining my life, mom. Now I'm just playing. We ain't got that. I about to say, you better be careful <laughs> with them got, kind. We ain't got them. We kind. just talked about them kind. <laughs> we ain't got them kind. First of all, <laughs> shoot. Oh man, oh, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. You, you tell us, you know. So I brought you to the world. I take you out. I ain't gonna. I, I wouldn't take out my kids, but. They better be careful. They might these days they might take you out. Gotta get to me first. Um, I'm hey, listen, I, all I'm gonna say, listen, 
I might be big, but just saying, man. I got some moves. <laughs> Dude, this old bit talking about y'all. Old yeah, he said y'all old enough for the memory loss issue for the memory issues. Uh, this old bit, I am. Um, I'm. I told y'all the story about Dylan. Uh, told me one day he's like, "Daddy, in the 1900s, first of all, what you not finna do is <laughs> the 1900s. You look. So, so he's not wrong though. He ain't, but." But yeah, man, my my kids ask me nineteen hundreds. My kids ask me all the time, all kind of crazy stuff. Dad, do you know, I have TVs back then. What do you do? You know this fool asked me one day what was slavery like. I oh I was ready to fight him. He asked me that, bro. Oh, uh, it ain't never been that bad. My kids and <laughs> my kids was just like y'all had color TV. It wasn't black and white. I was like, who you think I am? Your great granddaddy? Like, what you like? <laughs> no, no. So Dylan, Dylan's Caleb. Caleb. When Caleb was this, Caleb is what? Caleb is, is about to be 15. When Caleb was about, he was about Dylan age. So he was about six. Uh he was with my stepmom. And it was her birthday. He said, How old are you? And um, mm. and she said, 40, he said, 49. He said, what a nine? That's almost a hundred, boy. Hey, <laughs> hey, oh man, oh man. Hey, I have never laughed so hard in my life. But it ain't funny no more, man. Them, them, them things catching up. Them, yeah. them jokes, them old jokes catching up, and I, I feel them. Every last one. I apologize to everybody that I call old who was in their 30s and 40s whenever I was like 10. Yeah, y'all mm-hmm. wasn't old. Every time I used to laugh at my daddy and my uncles when them them, them knees used to pop. <laughs> I I'm so sorry. I I apologize. Now the the one is when it's about to rain and you can feel it. Oh I used to be I used to be like, well, yeah, I can't feel out and I apologize for not believing y'all. Yep. All them old saying smell the rain and stuff. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh speaking that's, of old, that's just about, country right there. That's just country smell yeah. the rain. Just, yeah, you, you can't smell the you know I, I know I, yeah, I'm country enough to know you can yeah. smell rain now. Anyway. Um I, matter of fact, yeah. I know I'm gonna tell you how another I know I'm getting old. I love for, the smell of fresh cut grass. I ain't got that yet. It, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's been times I've been like, you know what I'm saying, like new car, the new car smell that. Like now it's getting close to springtime, and well, it is springtime now, but it's getting time to close start cutting that grass. Again. I've been looking at, I've, I mean, you know, put the hands on the hill. Oh, I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, I'm finna. It's time to edge it up. Time to edge it up. I mean, the smell of grass does it mess my allergies though. So I mean, oh, that's yeah. probably why I don't really care for it. But I know what you mean though. But yeah, I'm not really a big lawn guy. If you know what I mean, I'm not one of the ones who competes with the neighbors. I, I use I, when I first when I first got the house, I was a lawn guy. I ain't a lawn guy no more now. I got to deal with HOA. But anyway, uh, speaking of old stuff, let's mm. talk some baseball. Boy, you petty. Boy, you nah, pity. Nah, I just play it, man. We know how you know how baseball is. But hey, you know what I'm saying? We it's brought them back, y'all. We brought them back. Y'all was asking for them. 
one of your favorites. The guy. The baseball. baseball dude. Julian, the baseball dude Romero. Welcome back to the Golden Boot. What's good, Julian? Oh, I'm slipping on my job. Oh, I'm slipping on my job. You got it. What's good? What's good? He, he doing the, I had to do the uh, Randy Rosarena pose. I had to do it one time. Yeah. Salute to Mexico. <laughs> Third place. Still broke my heart, but y'all made me feel good for a while. <clears throat> At least y'all didn't lose to the United States, huh? No, we put a whooping, if you, if you ask me. Oh, yeah? Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Julian, man, first off, man, how's it been since the last time we talked to you, man? Uh, I know we kind of talk in, in chats and stuff, and uh, but but how you been, man? I've been good, can't complain. Been good. We're watching a lot of baseball, I'm assuming. Yes, of course, you gotta stay on top, you know, especially with MLB coming around. Yeah, yeah, you've been watching spring training too, or you just been watching the WBC? Uh, actually, I went to a spring training game on Friday, so I actually okay. got to see the new rules, see the bases, and I think it's going to be a lot of changes here. Yeah. I, I will say, because I know we talked about the new rules a little bit last time you were here, um, I think it's going to affect MLB a lot more than it affects uh, college as far as, like, the in-the-box, out-of-the-box stuff. I saw one where the pitcher was kind of – he wasn't even on the rubber. He was kind of fiddling around. The battle was waiting. And the pitcher got on the rubber. As soon as he got on the rubber, the batter got in the box, set up. And, I mean, the batter was set up within three seconds. The ump rung the batter up and said time. But he, he technically, the, the batter still had to wait on the pitcher. But as soon as he got in the box, time. It was like he was counting against the batter, but he wasn't counting against the pitcher. So, I think it's going to affect that. It's going to cause a big problem. Yeah, it is. It, I kind of saw the setup. Behind the next to the batter's eye, there's like the pitch count for mm -hmm. there's a clock there for the the umpire and the hitter, and then behind the backstop, there's one for the pitcher so he could see. So I was looking at it and I was like, okay, how's this gonna work? And sure enough, a dude hit a foul ball, stepped out really quick, came back in ready. Pitcher was still like walking around, and he kind of knew the time limit. So by the time he got there, he didn't get penalized. So I was like, okay, like this pace is gonna be really fast. Yeah, yeah, very there um we're a baseball classic um i'm be honest i didn't watch one single game i saw the highlights saw the you know what I'm saying saw the close scores and stuff read up on it but i didn't watch a game i'm Mr. not Dude. yeah i know i and everybody keeps saying that yeah, I got David Irvin said the WBC was really good this year. I haven't been into it like this ever. I think this was the best one ever. Um, <clears throat> I think they got it right. Not just the fact that most of the games were really close and competitive, but the atmosphere. It, mm -hmm. gave, it was like a uh, like college baseball, like super regional type of atmosphere. You know, for every game, it was – you know, people standing up every pitch, you know what I mean? And it was it was it was loud, man. That's I think the best way I could describe it was just loud. And you don't see that excitement anywhere else in professional baseball, uh, in America at least, um, until maybe the playoffs. And even then it's kind of sparse. So I think that was to me, that's what stood out to most. It was just the atmosphere and how 
how passionate everybody, and even the American fans, how passionate they were for the WBC and how into the games everybody was. Oh, yeah, I agree. Like, you start, if you think about it in Tokyo, I think it was in Tokyo, where they had the cheerleaders on top of the dugout with the mm-hmm. mascot, with the music playing, and then you have the in the Chinese Taipan, the Cuban guy with the air horn, and I remember everyone's like, oh, he's annoying. I'm like, no, like, that's how they play. Yeah. Then you got the group of death in Miami down there where it was party, like, every day. They brought bongos. They brought the, the like, the cowbell things. Like, it was just loud. And then you in Mexico, well, the, the Phoenix one, it was pretty loud because you had Mexico, Canada, the U.S. Like, it was a good environment. It was good to see the baseball like that now, but it's, it's going to come to a sad realization that it's not going to be like that no more during the – regular season and then there is one with venezuela versus the dominican republic where the pitcher had his jersey unbuttoned like halfway basically he just only had one button to hold it on he struck him out he's fist pumping he's going like that and someone's like why can't we have that in mlb he's like is he gonna do that in august or is he gonna do that in uh in march and i was like man might as well like they're doing it now like that's how they play with passion so that's that's the only thing that's going to be different when you go into the mlb so what was your what was like your I guess your biggest takeaway from the WBC? Like I know everybody's talking about today at least everybody's talking about the the dream matchup we had to end the game last night mm-hmm. with the teammates going at each other and, and Otani throwing straight gas pretty much at to Mike Trout. But wait, what was your biggest takeaway from the from the WBC? That basically was kind of like a balanced thing. You saw in Pool D, who would have thought Venezuela would have been the the pool winners? You know, it was the Dominicans and Puerto Rico who were the favorites, and Venezuela swept them. You also have the nice story, the Czech Republic. You know, their starting center fielder is a history teacher. Their manager is an orthopedic surgeon. And their closer is a fireman, which is kind of like ironic because he puts out the gas, puts out the fire. <laughs> and he just like you had stories like that, and you had team like Tim Italy in the dugout having the espresso there for their like as a wake me up. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so everything filled with the culture. Like and I know we saw like Otani. He showed celebrations during the Mexico game when they're down, hit a double. He showed emotion, like get up. Uh, just seeing the fans going crazy. I think Rosarena just going off crazy with his uh his pregame playing, hitting uh BP and shagging fly balls with his boots. Just like the so what so much fun. And I know like we had the injuries, but like you asked, they asked the Dominican players six of six of out of six of them, five of them said, "What's more important, winning a WBC?" Or a World Series. Five of them yeah. said winning the the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, and, everybody said that. Yeah. yeah, and for like the World Baseball Classic, where a lot of people don't know, this was made because the Olympics cut baseball out of the right. out of it. So, and they only allowed amateurs to play. So a lot of them never got to play for the country. And that's if you're like a U18, U20, or the college team. And they allow professionals to play. You know, 2006 wasn't a strong showing for the U.S. They actually got embarrassed. And then you saw, like, mm-hmm. Derek, uh, David Wright, Michael, or Derek Jeter, Ken Griffey Jr., who was playing on the team, Mark DeRosa was also playing. Like, you're seeing a lot more stars coming out and playing for their country because it just mean, it means more 
when you win and you can hear your national or your, the beginning of the game, you hear your national anthem, hearing your fans singing it, like you get chills mm-hmm. just off that. And that's like that World Cup vibe. I think 2026, yeah. it's going to be even more. I would like to see the U.S. like Max Scherzer or like younger guys pitch to bring that flame so that the U.S. could win. Just it, it was overall a great experience. I liked it. Yeah. So one thing I did see was um and it, and, it, and it was like touching was the um seeing all the players standing around watching Ken Griffey uh old man and I know we <laughs> joked about you know what I'm saying being getting old and stuff but old man uh Ken Griffey taking batting practice and everybody just standing there in awe like watching him man that was just that was like so pure man it was just I I really enjoyed that part of you know to me the biggest takeaway um other than Otani is the greatest baseball player alive right now. Um, I don't think there's any debate about that. Um, Active player? I mean, yeah. But, I mean, mm-hmm. he could end up being the greatest player of all time, bro. Like, okay. he's that good. Um, I know this for another a topic for another day, but I think he deserves two contracts when he gets his next payday. At one as a pitcher, one as a hitter. He's that good. Ooh. But, anyway – um, but uh, I say this. Um, other than that, Trey Turner was a man on fire for this entire classic. Uh, he had probably the greatest classic we've ever seen. Um, Japan is back. Um, and if there was any question of whether or not they were ever gonna, you know, bounce back and be back at the top of the world again, they're back. Um, and I think some of these. Smaller countries, like you talk the Czech Republic and Italy and some of these other countries, I, I think they're catching up quicker than we think they are. Um, you don't see as big of a gap between the top guys, top countries, and, and some of the smaller guys um, as we've seen in the past. So I think it's as much as in America we talk about how baseball is dead and, and it's a dying game, I think across the globe it's not necessarily the case and that some of these other countries are actually growing the game and, and getting better and, and kind of catching up to where we're at. I agree. I think also another thing too is like the future for baseball. Cause if you look at it, um, I saw a video, there's a little kid in Mexico. He hit a double instead of celebrating, he celebrated his team and he did the Rosary and he just crossed mm-hmm. his chest and he's like, get big. And then Eddie Rosario, uh, after he hit his home run against Mexico, he did the step back like Luca, and he shot it, and everyone going crazy, used the Bad Bunny song, and then seeing little kids from Puerto Rico do the same thing before they get there, step back, shoot. Like, we're starting another youth movement where they're going to be the ones that carry it in, like, 2040, 20, and so on and so on. They're going to be the ones. They're playing with the passion, too with kids and then also to the, the Nicaraguan guy. I don't know if you guys heard him. He's 21 years old, only played in Nicaragua. He showed up against the Dominican Republic, struck out Juan yeah, Soto. Guess, guess, yeah, and then it. he got signed by the Tigers. Like yeah, that's yeah, what, yeah. that's what basically that's kind of like the American dream right there. Yeah. And then earlier today, Mad Dog said like, what was the hype about Otani and Trout? And then this guy who works for ESPN, Jeremy, I think his, his last name is Wu. He said, that's the problem with baseball. We still have older heads that are still trying to like, well, what's the big deal when it's basically the two biggest players on the same team facing against yeah. each other. 
and that the fact that it's helping that baseball is America's pastime, but showing that it's worldwide now, that other team, that other countries are stepping up quick and they're catching quicker. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's making it more exciting for that. Yeah, I mean, in the in NBA All-Star game, everybody made a big deal of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown going at each other, you know, if, whenever they toward the end of the game. But, and I mean, that is a big deal since, you know, teammates, great players, yeah, but yeah. Neither, neither one of them or Mike Trout or Shohei Atani of basketball. You see what I'm saying? So you, mm-hmm. it, it's it's bigger than what we saw in the All-Star game because it's for arguably, 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 arguably the biggest baseball title that you can win in the world. And so I don't see how you can ask, you know, how is that a big deal when you have the, the greatest two players in the world, arguably, teammates in the regular season representing their countries on the biggest stage. I mean, that's – you couldn't draw it up. If and if Hollywood made a movie, we would say that it was, you know, unbelievable. You, you know, it, that's unrealistic. But we, we got it last night. But, and the fact, too, like, too, it was like, sorry to cut you off, man, but it was – it wasn't three pitches and, like, we'll see you later. He worked a count, nah. full count, mm-hmm. and he threw his best pitch to get him out. Man, he threw – Gas, man. Mm-hmm. He, it was like the first pitch was kind of off speed. Then it was five straight hundred mile an hour pitches. Mm-hmm. Then he, the then he slowed him down. Mm-hmm. And I was telling my coworker, off speed outside outside corner, man. It wasn't nothing. My you couldn't do nothing. With couldn't touch it. And I was telling my coworker, like baseball is a cruel sport. You get that leadoff walk by uh, McNeil. You think things are going to go your way. Mookie Betts squares it up right mm-hmm. to him and two outs right there. So it's, that shows how cruel baseball can be. Yep. yep. And not to mention that, people talk about what's the big deal about it. Mike Trout had only struck out with three uh, three swinging, you know, three string of strikes like three times in his career. And then he did it last night. So, I mean, it's you don't see that. And to see it happen – by his teammate for that. I mean, that's just – but, yeah, Otani, man, that dude. He's a dude. He's different. So, we we kind of talked about – so, I just want to put it out there. USA loses by one to Japan, 3-2. Uh, uh, it was actually three – what, 3 nothing, three one, three nothing, three one by – Turner, it, was, it wasn't three nothing. It was oh, one, it was one one. One zero one, US. It was one, one zero one, US. Then the next, and then, then three the one. Yeah, Trey Turner hit the solo in the second. Then the bottom of the second, Japan hit the solo, and then they scored on a fielder's choice in the third, and then they hit another home run in like the fifth or something like that, mm. and then US scored again in like the seventh or the eighth. Yeah, Alonzo hit a home run, yeah. a solo home run, three two, yeah. and Schwarber hit the home run for uh. It was both two Phillies players score uh, hit home runs last night for uh, America. Yeah. Oh yeah, Schwarber. Mm-hmm. What's up, chat? Uh, shout out to you know Dave. I know we you know saying spoke earlier. This old vet, uh, Trey. What's good, fam? Good to see you back. Jordan says, uh, talking about WBC. Say he loves it. Then he says, uh, he said this guest is sharp. Bring him back regular, man. You don't know Julian. You got to be in them Twitter spaces with us, man. Julian. God. Julian being on it, man. So, but yeah, Julian, he definitely, you know, definitely have him on. And, and we we call him the baseball guy. Julian know other sports. Definitely. We, he definitely know other sports, but he, we call him the baseball guy. And what's good, uh, Tyler? Tyler said, what's up? He said, let's go, Julian. So, let me ask Ty, you. Tyler be in those spaces. I just want to say. Oh, my well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Tyler do be in those spaces. But, uh, Julian, let me, we talked about 
the the atmosphere of the WBC and how we, it's it's not going to translate to the uh, regular season of the MLB. What can the MLB do to try to capture some of that? Let me let, before before Junior, before you answer that, I'm gonna tell you something. Somebody else said, you know, what I'm saying looking at Twitter, uh, which is a very reliable source, but uh, but now looking at Twitter, that same question you asked Ant, somebody said is because they have 161 games. That's why it'll never be. I don't, I disagree. I t- I mean, obviously, I want Julian to answer, but in my opinion, yeah, yeah. It's the unwritten rules that the MLB still uses to police itself. I believe that's part of the problem. I think it just, to be honest, I think it's a culture thing. If you look at the Venezuela, like the Caribbean series, it's always it's popping from the first pitch all the way to the last pitch. The Korean, like in the Korean league and the Japan league, they're just there, like into it from the very beginning to the last out. In the U.S., you know, like here, like I know there's some places where, like, where they have horrible parking. By the time you get there, it's already the second inning. The pace of the game might be slow, but I know this year it's going to change. It's just, I don't know, because when you show, like we talked about this early in the summer too, eh? like we said the MLB slogan was let the kids play. Well, we let them play and they do the backflips and they're like, no, 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 that's not, not, that's not the way I do it. Exactly. So it's like, well, how do you express to show yourselves when literally on Monday, the whole Japan dugout was telling everybody, basically sending them home. You didn't need a third base coach. Everybody in the dugout was telling them, go home, go home. And then in that, you only get that environment in like in the postseason, like loudness like that, maybe the postseason during a regular season game. Not really to start off, maybe to like July, June, July when school's out there's nothing to do you can go like that but as to like rowdiness because they talked the marlins talked about it and their former gm uh david samson they're like well let's recreate that and they they did it's just they don't show support it's different when you represent when you have a cuba or puerto rico or dominican mexico whatever you have on your front shirt to represent your country like it's different yeah i think i think that's definitely true um, there's a different pride when you stand for your country, so there's more emotions that come with that. But back to like the, the let the kids play, and <clears throat> you got the Tatises and all these guys, you know, who doing the bat flips and the, you know, all the antics or whatever you want to call it. But then the next time they get up the bat, they're getting hit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or you, you, you're dealing with all of these questions in the media about it and you know all this other kind of stuff to where you're kind of basically discouraging players to do it in a sense but in these wbc environments in the cuba series i mean the caribbean series and all these other uh latin american series you have it's encouraged you know what i mean they almost Mm -hmm. almost want you to do these kind of things and so i think the culture of the MLB and the way it was brought up as a gentleman's game and, you know, all this kind of stuff, I think that hurts because we're kind of not encouraging players to really be themselves. So even the ones who want to do that, like Tatis and, you know, some of these other Latin American players, um, uh, Acuna and all these, you know, these other young guys, they're not they're – not, allowed they're not given the avenues to be able to do it so it's not, even the ones who would and would help grow the, the atmosphere and stuff like that is getting stifled so they don't even have the opportunity so I feel like mlb and the whole 
you know, non-written rules and, and stuff like that, that's kind of holding themselves back. I agree, too. Like, it, the Netherlands, they did the Christian and Ronaldo. After the home run, they did the C, so they'll jump up and he'll see what Ronaldo does. Like, that's cross-culture. And the only one person that I could think of was Acuna, where he did the the uh, Trey Young, where he does the, the shiver. Yeah. He does that a couple times, but, I mean, it's very rare, like, when he does it. But even that, even even that's like it's something real small to where you can't really you know what I'm saying you're you're, mm. you're not anybody up you know what I mean. But if if Tatis looks at a home run too long, or if you know what I mean, or if he sticks his tongue out after he hits the home run while he's running the first base, it's a problem. You know what I mean? Like this, yeah. such the small little things that that become big issues in baseball. It is. So is this more on? The the with the celebrations and the quote unquote unwritten rules, is this more on fan backlash, media backlash, or just kind of player on player? I think it's uh, all three. Mm-hmm. Because you could be an opposing team and you hit it, I might stare at it, and then I'll start walking. You get the fans heckling, and then you'll get some of the players. Like I know the Miami Florida series, the Florida catcher would stand in front of home play, like try to block it and. Like they would shove them, like get out of the way, like. Yes, yeah, I think I agree. I think, like you said, it's it's the fans who who heckle you about it. Then you have certain media who are not. I'm not gonna say attack you, but you know, criticize you in the media for it. And then you have players who will retaliate or who are, you know, what I mean, try to show you up the next time themselves or whatever the case may be. You have certain players like I know Trevor Bauer. Um, when he was playing for the Dodgers, they asked him about it. He said he don't care. He was like, it's hard to hit a home run. You know what I mean? So when you hit a home run, you should be able to celebrate a little bit. It's hard to strike guys out. So when I strike guys out, yeah, I'm going to show some emotion. You know what I mean? So he was, you know, and you have players who feel that way and who aren't, you know, who don't have an issue with it. But you have other ones who grow up so much ingrained into that baseball culture to where they feel like it's, you know, it's a, you're breaking one of them unwritten rules. And, you know, you have fans who are brought up in that baseball culture who have an issue with it. You have old school writers who've been in that base. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's not necessarily who is the issue. I think the culture, the baseball culture is an issue. And I think that's part of it. And I think the MLB kind of realizes that. And they've kind of, in a way, I think they've trying to made these rule changes and stuff to kind of get away from the old timeliness of baseball, you know, they're trying to speed the game up. They're trying to do more things to fan interaction and all that to make the game younger. Because if you make the game younger, you have less people who really know all the unwritten rules mm-hmm. and the issue with all that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. Let me ask this question. Cause we talked about Otani and how great he has been, you know, um, MLB and in the, you know, saying WBC. Um, are we starting to see the return of the two-way player? Because we're starting to see now in college, you're seeing more guys who pitch and hit. Nope. I think you're seeing the start of it. It wasn't re- – like in college, it wasn't really that like, accepted. It's either you're a pitcher and then right. we might be – like if you bring the hard, you'll be a closer. But you'll play a position player. But now you're seeing the start of it. Like Jack Kelly on for Florida, he's doing it. 
I know there's other kids around the program, like all across the country that are starting doing it. Like you're starting to see it now, like, because he was successful, like now, okay, now this could happen. Like Babe Ruth, he only did two years. And after that, he continued just, he just stayed a hitter. Otani yeah. year three, still pumping a hundred and hitting like over, like it's, it's going to be now, now a thing to, you're going to see from now on. Just in case, like, if I don't do well on the mound, I could hit. Because there's, like, a Rink Ankiel, he was a starting pitcher, and then mm-hmm. he couldn't yeah, find yeah. it, and he made the yeah. transition yeah. to defense. Which which but, was funny because, he, yeah, he, could, he couldn't hit the broadside side of a barn. He couldn't find a strike zone. They put him in the outfield, and he'll throw you out from, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, from deep. So, yeah. But I, and we used to have the opposite, too, because Trevor Hoffman was a shortstop at – the University of Arizona, he just couldn't hit. So, mm-hmm. like, hey, like, let's see if this, or you could pitch. Made a career out of that. I just, I get, I get what you're saying, and I think we'll see more people try it. But I don't think it's gonna last. I don't because I don't know how many people can do it like Otani can, bro. Yeah, like, I, it's it, you. You gotta realize this dude is he. Not he pitching once every five days, bro. Like he's not doing the you know the normal pitching mm-hmm. and all that. You know what I'm saying? He's just picking up a ball every fifth day and going and throwing gas. You know what I mean? And like I don't know how many people can do that. You know, so I I just don't know how many people will be able to do what Otani's doing. I'm sure people will try, but right. I don't know when we'll see be able to do it. Big, biggest reason why I asked, we know uh, the kid from Florida, uh, Julian mentioned um, Paul Skeens. We hadn't seen Paul Skeens hit at LSU yet. We know he can, but we hadn't seen him hit yet. Um, and we definitely know he can pitch. Um, so I was just wondering if that was, a, you know, something we gonna, might start seeing. Because I know we've seen, um, like Julian said, the guys who play a position didn't come in and make clothes. So, yeah, Chad Jones, type. Yeah, Chad Jones uh, the guy from Florida State. That did uh, against LSU uh, a couple years ago too. So, I just think it depends on the situation too. Like, example, Paul A. Paul Skeens. He's your Friday night guy. You're not going to want to risk him. While I was in Florida, he the Jack Kelleyon. He's their Sunday starter. He hits Friday, Saturday, and he'll still hit on Sunday. But he's your third guy. You have the guy from Southern Miss, and then that other guy. I forgot his name, but he took a complete game against Alabama on last week mm. on Thursday. So I just think it depends on the situation where you're at. Yeah. That's a good one. All right. Uh college ball. Conference play has begun. Uh Julian, what have you seen in conference? Like, is is there kind of been somebody who stood out as far as I mean, I know it's only been one week. Granted, but has somebody stood out to where maybe you know what I'm saying like, oh, you know, this kind of I wasn't expecting this. Missouri, I knew Missouri, Missouri slept Tennessee. I knew they had the potential when they showed that the showcase in Arlington when they beat TCU, put up they beat Texas, and I think they put up a good fight against who was their third opponent? Texas Tech, yes, Texas Tech, I think. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't Texas Tech. You said Mizzou. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the first one. It was Vandy. For the SEC, it was Vandy, Arkansas, and Mizzou. 
Big 12 was TCU, Texas. I want to say Oklahoma. Was it Oklahoma? Uh, it was TCU was the third one they played. What was the first? Oklahoma State was the first oh, one Oklahoma they played. State. Okay, yeah. Oklahoma State. Yeah, so they showed a good showing there, and then they kind of like went down, and then they just swept Tennessee, which they had Chase Dillinger and Chase Burns. Like They rocked them. They put four spots up early, knocked them out of the game. I was kind of surprised by that. Yeah, they're sitting at sixteen and three right now. So, mm-hmm. I think another another team too is South Carolina. They're nineteen and one, mm-hmm. and then they're just they're they're hitting the ball too. But they I look they're third they're third in the nation with ERA. I think they're had like a two five six or two five eight. They have a low ERA as a start mm-hmm. as a whole stat. So I was I was kind of surprised by them. Yeah. Yes. So who's been other than Tennessee? Who who would you say was the biggest disappointment so far? The biggest disappointment? I think it's too early to tell because it's been the college baseball this year has been par, par, uh, a lot of parody. You had NC State who was undefeated. They came to Miami. They lost two out of three. They lost the midweek again, so they started going down. Virginia Tech was another team from the ACC who's really high. Went to Miami. They lost the series. So you're seeing a lot of parody. Campbell sneaked in this year or in the top 25. You saw who else in the top 20? Grand Canyon. They stayed consistent. They didn't show like they were one hit wonders after they beat Tennessee. Like they continued. They're playing against Arizona State today. They were supposed to play yesterday, but bad weather. So they moved it today. Um, I think another one I was kind of surprised was Washington State. They took the series from Oregon State. Oregon State kind of, I guess, kind of disappointing, but. Oregon State comes around when they need to come around. They always do, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, we always talk about the when I am no disrespect to any team, but we always talk about the big boys. We always talk about those mm-hmm. teams that are power five. Um, and I know you mentioned Grand Cal, uh, Grand Grand Cal, Grand Canyon. Um, you mentioned them when you were on before. Uh, they beat Tennessee as well, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, you just mentioned them again. What's a uh, what's another favorite mid major team that's uh, that you like so far? That somebody who who will pop up in a regional, and you would not be surprised. I think Campbell. Campbell has been. Okay. You think that you know they would always sneak in? They gave Tennessee a hard time last year. Uh, UCF. They actually went up to Clemson and they beat them in the series. Then instead of showing what they did, they went viral because they went down to Dev Valley and they ran down the hill. Mm-hmm. For a lot of yeah. people don't know, after the Sunday game, they take them to the football stadium so they could shower before they head on to the team plane. So that's why they were there. UCF, mm-hmm. uh, Greg Lovelady, ULM alum, he's done a tremendous job there at, uh, at UCF. So I wouldn't be surprised there. Other mid-majors, I mean... I like what Texas State has done so far. They beat TCU in a in a midweek last week. They beat them eight four. That's always they have a lot of power guys. They that's a that's a team to watch, especially now because Southern Miss is in their conference. It's going to be a good battle. I think they played last week. Man, that yeah. Sun Belt is loaded with some. Yeah, especially baseball. Yeah, baseball. Great, yeah, that's a great baseball conference. Yeah. When you add Southern Miss to it. Yeah, because I was a uh, I used to. Uh, out of high school, I went to uh, my first uh, seven freshman years. Uh, I went to uh, <laughs> I went to South Alabama. Uh, baseball, baseball. Mm-hmm. That was a 
big, big deal for them. Um, softball yeah. was kind of up there too, but yeah, yeah. And, you know, saying so, I knew that conference was 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 yeah, you got loaded. Georgia, you got the Georgia schools, Georgia State, Georgia Southern. You got ULL, and you add Southern Miss to that. Uh, Marshall, which is a decent baseball school. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, they've uh, they've definitely. I always had good baseball and have gotten better with the addition of those other two schools. Yeah. Um, man, should we actually, well, go, go, go ahead. Go while, ahead. while we're talking about the mid-majors, uh, one of the mid-majors who normally on the scene nationally is East Carolina. What's, yes. uh, what's up with Cliff Godwin's bunch this year? I actually graduate them to like a power, a mid-power five. Just because because they've been so consistent, I know yeah. they've been doing pretty well. I know they broke out with new purple, like light purple uniforms, like yeah, I saw that. all purple. Yeah. Like they're pretty good. I like it. To me, like to me, they graduate. Like it's they built a consistent program. Now it's just keeping that coach there. That well, you want to talk about atmospheres? That the jungle out there, in the outfield in East as East Carolina. That's the place where, as opposing team, you don't want to play. Cause they could yeah. get hostile really quick. East Carolina has won me some money this year, so they on my they on my good list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think that they'll be back hosting the regional this year again? You think? I believe so. Yes, just as so long as they get in the top sixteen, they'll be fine. And know in basketball, it's kind of like basketball in February. They release like their top sixteen, so the yeah. top like top four seeds. But this year, in May, like around. Close to May, they'll, they'll announce who the top 16 teams are. They just won't say who the top eight are yet. Yeah. Just for, like, curiosity. But if, if you're some teams, you kind of know who you are. Makes like, sense. Tennessee last year was the obvious. Yeah. Miami last year was kind of fighting for it. They started pretty well. They struggled towards the end, so they thought they were going to lose it. Committee gave it to them. So there's there's pretty good ones. Yeah. All right. Uh, player wise, has anybody stood out like player wise that's kind of maybe a I don't know if you say leader in the what was it called Golden Spike? I think Jacob Wilson from uh, Grand Canyon State. He's leading. I saw he went off against their Sears against Sac State. They took two out of three. They he's just he's just their dude. He's a Golden Spikes finalist from last year as well. Um. Paul Skeens, Paul Skeens is probably going to be one on the mount. Yeah. And also from, I think, Jack Kelly on two, which is what he's doing. He led the nation at the beginning of the year with home runs as doing this position player as well, too. So those three are the ones who are, that stick out on my mind. I know I'm missing others. I mean, obviously, Dylan Cruz as well, too. He's just going to be up there. I think it's just this year depends how the committee is going to look at it last year. Ivan Melendez won it last year. He did it as a first baseman. So that's that's not one for them. Hey, I, I, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Uh, I just want to let the audience know, these questions we're asking Julian, we did not see him ahead of time. So all this stuff, he's pulling off the dome. That's why he's good. That's why we call him our the baseball, baseball guy. Yeah. Uh, is that is that kid from Texas State the best freshman in the country right now? I would believe so. I mean, it's kind of biased just because I mean, in the state, I'm in the state of Texas, so I'll say yeah, Texas State. But I mean, I gotta look, I gotta do more homework, I gotta check to see that Jack Calion. I think he is a junior, if I'm not mistaken. But for him, yes, he didn't even start 
Actually, I take that back. The guy who kind of competes with him is from Grand Canyon. His name is Kane York. He plays for his base. Didn't play the first two games, and he just went off. I think he already has like 10 home runs for Grand Canyon. So those two are up there in, in home runs. But, I mean, I like I like those both of those guys. Yeah. Um, LSU has uh, – they took down Central Arkansas yesterday. They got Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Arkansas coming to the box this weekend. Um, what do you think about that matchup? I think it's going to be like it's going to be a tough matchup. You know, Dave Van Horn, good program there at Arkansas. It's consistent. It's never where you're going to be in rebuild. Re, I mean, a rebuild. It's always going to be we're going to continue from here on. You're going to bring in guys and they're just going to fill in. They did do some of their starters. I was kind of sad to see that Horton, one of their top relievers who throws – Kind of like three-quarter sidearm. He's not going to be available. He was injured for UC. And then they lost another starter as well. But, I mean, they have guys who just come in. Who's next? So it's going to be a tough one. I think Paul Skeens is going to do well on Friday. Like, he's shown you his first SEC start in Texas A&M. He silenced the crowd there at the 12th man. Then let them get involved. They're going to do well. I think I like. I want to see Ty Floyd and Tatry Hurd get rebound from their starts they didn't Mm -hmm. go deep as they wanted to but i also believe too they're like because there's been so much flux in the pitching rotation they haven't got their feet wet like their feet settled in i know it's after hurt started on tuesday but it's a different jump from tuesday to a sunday game especially his first game in the sec i know he played in the pac-12 he played great competition there but i mean sec is just it's different the crowds are going to be different everything is just different about that so I think he's going to rebound. It's a home game for him, too. You don't have to change the routine, set the same themes, like it's the same park. So I think I would like to see those guys maybe give me five, six innings and let the bullpen do the rest of the work. How much How much of the fact that LSU has had so many uh, run rule games has affected the way the staff has – Kind of, you know what I mean? Because they ha- they haven't all been able to get working mm-hmm. as, as other teams because they've had so many games get, you know, cut two innings short. I think it's helping them because at the beginning, you want to set like a certain pitch count for some guys. You don't want to blow yeah. out your arms so quick. And there's because we've seen some injuries that's happened like right away, like Arkansas, like throughout Ole Miss, Hunter Elliott, like he has to waste some time. He won't come back until April. Um, it's going to help them out, get that arm, get back in. I don't know why, like, we have a lot of arm problems. I mean, I do know why the practices are kind of, like, dumb for the NCAA. Just let them, like, start earlier. But, I mean, the NCAA, it's up to them. But I think it helps them. It gets guys in. They kind of see who I want. We could throw them in different situations in the game, see how they react. And when it comes to SEC play and postseason play, you know, like, I could trust this dude. This is my guy right here. Yeah. I think, uh, was it Riley Cooper who was starting on Saturday games? Mm-hmm. So he could show you, like, he could be your long-inning guy if you need him. Like, if like someone gets rocked in the second inning, he could go from the third all the way to the sixth, maybe. He could give you three, four innings. It's a lot of matchups to see who's who. So I think that's perfectly fine. I know, like, maybe, like, yes, like, you want to play the full nine, but, I mean, it's good to get those games done early, too. Yeah. Save the body. Good. Now you overusing the arms. That's a good point. Right. Who? What matchups do you like? Uh, 
besides any any we may have already named, is there a matchup you like this weekend that you want to see or you looking forward to? Oh, uh, not out of the SEC. My, obviously, I'm a Miami Hurricanes fans. They go up to Wake Forest. And they consider the best pitching staff. Me personally, I thought it was Tennessee until they got shellacked. But I mean, they I still hold Tennessee up high from mm-hmm. the numbers last year. They're going to bounce back. It's baseball. You're going to win some. You're going to lose some. That's also live too. So I like to see that. I want to see how they the hot bats right now. Uh, CJ Kafis last week he won the uh, perfect game. He won uh, Player of the Week. For everybody, he was 10 for 16 with three home runs, three walks, and I think eight RBIs. Jeez. So, yeah, he's, he continued it today. I think he had, he had a home, a 3-1 home run. They beat FAU today 10-5. So, I mean, I want to see how he does answer pitching, especially our guy, Yo-Yo. He played with Dylan Cruz and Trey Morgan for the Team USA in, the, in college. I want to see how they do. How they stack up, you know. I think Miami's first and the ACC, they're six and one in conference play, so it's going to be a good test. And the last time they had a good test like that was Florida, they lost the series one of the three. So, I want to see how they react. Another one is Texas Tech, I forgot who they're playing because I know they had a suspension, but I want to see Texas Tech. Texas Tech, I'm really surprised that they're supposed to be a down year in Lubbock, they've done really good. I think they only lost like a couple, two or three games. So that's a team who I really – I would like to see. Okay, I'm pulling it up now who Texas Tech has this week. They got Texas. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a good game. In Texas, good in series, Austin. Good series. Yeah, so Texas and Texas – And Texas, too, after you guys – like after they lost to the four, the Augie Garrido series, for those who don't know, Augie Garrido coached at Cal State Fullerton, so they had the series there, so they called the Augie Garrido series. After that loss, they won like seven straight. So they're finding their th- they're finding their role right now. So it's gonna be good. Eric Kennedy is another name to look out. He's been really hot too. Yeah. What's the uh and what's the uh and, and Julian, you may know the pitcher from uh he pitched against LSU uh for Texas. Oh god, what's that kid's name? Um, oh, um, oh, the dude who struck out everybody. Oh. Yeah, uh jo- mm-hmm. last name Johnson, I want to say. I know. Oh, I can't remember. I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, that dude. Yeah, I'm looking. Hold on, I'm tell you. Um, is his last name Johnson? Am I making it? No, LeBaron Johnson. Yeah, LeBaron. LeBaron yeah. Johnson. Yeah, I, I that he like I was a fan that night. Like I was torn. I was like, oh, I don't want him striking, but he looked so good. The way he was doing it was amazing, man. So they just had to wait him out. Um. But yeah, um, Julian, man, that's dude. We talked almost an hour of baseball. We gotta keep Julian on though. One, yeah, we do, one we of, do other topics. We do have to keep him on. Uh, you actually sent this to us, uh, Julian. You're you're one of your favorite teams. Uh, but on Sunday, uh, Willie Cager, uh, mm-hmm. he was a member of the Texas Western Championship team. Uh, 1966 championship team. He passed away on Sunday. That day was also the 57 year anniversary uh, of them winning that championship. So, mm-hmm. uh, our condolences to to him, his family, uh, loved ones, um, and everyone impacted by that. So, yeah, yeah, and it was it- sad because I remember I told you guys. I remember I told you guys off air on there, but I got to meet him. He mm-hmm. signed one of my jerseys. Like he was a very nice man. He always smiled. It was 
kind of sad to see he passed away on the anniversary of what they changed history for, not mm-hmm. just only basketball, but for life in general. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was just yeah. sad to see. It's almost poetic though, right? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? On the on the anniversary of, of like you said, make making history that you know he, he just transitioned on that same day. It's it's almost like you talk about they they made a movie about it, but that's almost mm-hmm. Hollywood ending in itself in a sense. But yeah, and then for for the people who don't know who he is in the movie, Glory Road, he's the one that has heart problems. Yeah. That's that's Willie Cager. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we I'm gonna do we gonna one more and then um, Ant, this oh, is that keep him on for that too. Yeah. Um, yeah, we do gotta keep him on the whole show, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do want to say, uh, Louisiana native. Former oh, grandma yeah, alum, yeah. Willis Reed. 318 uh, native, man. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Willis Reed passed away on um, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it yesterday? God. Dude, it was yesterday. They used to run together. For um, those who don't know who Willis Reed is, you've all seen uh, the video of uh, him walking out game seven um, against the Lakers. Um Torn hamstring, pull hamstring, whatever you want. But um, been playing game six and that lost series was tied up 3-3 back at Madison Square for game seven. He walks out. They didn't know if he was going to play or not. He walks out of the tunnel. Everybody goes wild. He makes the first two shots of the game. Doesn't score another point, but just his presence uh, lifts the Knicks to victory. He gets the finals MVP two years later. They won another finals. He wins the MVP of that. And that Knicks have never won, excuse me, the finals again. And um, a guy from small little bitty Hillco, Louisiana, went to school at Lily, Louisiana. Um, he said his hometown was so small, it didn't even have a population. Um, that's wow. how, yeah, like for real. But uh, yeah, yeah, he um, kind of sad in the sense that so many people don't really know about the greatness of who he was and uh not only as a as a player but as a coach and a GM um in the NBA. But he was a good man and uh, he'll be missed, especially in these parts. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, uh Willis Reed was the first uh, player to win the uh NBA MVP, finals MVP, and all star MVP in the same season. Yeah. He also took Gremlin to the uh, only NAIA championship also while he was there. Wow. Um, now, we said we was going to keep him on. Got to talk about this real quick. Actually, you know what? I'm, I'm going to touch on this. Um, LSU, men's basketball. Uh, today, we've seen uh, three players uh, enter the transfer portal. Uh, or at least, an, yeah, it's been three. Uh, Justice Hill, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Cornelius Williams, and then uh, the guy that came from Northwestern. God, and I forgot Kendall his Coleman. name. Kendall Coleman. Kendall Coleman. All three of them have entered the transfer portal. Yeah. New yeah. day. Bitch. Um, I mean, probably won't be the last, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. I mean, you kind of need that, though, because you got a bunch of guys on this team who probably aren't SEC caliber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, shout out 
shout out to the Miami Hurricane, the Lady My, uh, Hurricanes. Uh, doing LSU a solid, man. Uh, on Monday, no, it was yeah, it was Monday. Monday, um, Miami's women's team beat in number one seed regions, regions number one seed Indiana, bounced them out the playoffs. Uh, they will now move on to the Sweet Sixteen to take on Villanova. So we're not going to talk about the travel. What travel? was it? A travel? I, I didn't travel? see a travel. Oh, was it a travel? Oh, okay, okay. I said not. We. I was watching the game after our show Monday, mm-hmm. and I told. I said it would never happen. That's travel. I don't, I don't like, but see, I couldn't really tell because the camera angle ESPN was had, yeah, really show. But once I saw the alternate camera angle, oh, she definitely moved that pivot foot up underneath her to give her a better lift. But referees didn't call it, so it ain't a trap, I guess. But she definitely, trap. but yeah, I ain't see it. But, uh, but Indiana definitely hates y'all right now, Julian, because not only did y'all's women's team knock off them. Y'all's men's team knocked off Indiana as well. So uh shout out to Coach Lord Nagy down there. He uh been around forever. He's had some good teams. He's had a bunch of players come in, but I think this might be his most talented all like all around talented team. He's got some uh, experienced guards who can really score. And uh they they really a team that you don't really want to see coming down. David said double whammy. <laughs> yeah, Coach L said he said this is the top three teams. It's, it's this year's, last year's team, and his 2013 team. His 2013 team should have won it all, but the guy broke his jaw during practice, and another guy tore his ACL in the same practice as well in the tournament practice. Is it who was so, on that team? Shane Larkin. Yeah, yeah, that team. That team. Yep. Yeah, okay. Hey, this old vet said, don't watch much basketball, but I see a lot of traveling that doesn't get called. Seen a couple of double dribbles, too. I ain't gonna Carry is something I, I'm like, y'all don't I, call that no more? So, the doctor told me um, I had to be less stressed, you know. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. So I, haven't, I haven't watched the NBA in like two weeks because of that right there, because it, I get more stressed out about them not calling carry and travel than I do anything else in the game. It's it's carrying is worse than traveling, probably to me. Yeah, it is. Carrying. Man, I had horrible. a I had a double whammy on Monday because the cane the girls were winning forty to twenty eight, and I saw the lead evaporate. So I watched the end of that one. Then I changed it, and I see Mexico take the lead. So in the World Baseball Classic, I'm happy. Then they lose in the next inning. I was like. Oh, that was the one when Japan won it in the walk-off? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one that Japan uh, won in the walk-off. Otani. Uh, lead-off double by Otani, man. Mm-hmm. Nick, ain't, Nick ain't on here tonight. The Lakers going to whoop the Suns. I'm just going to throw it out there. We'll, we'll clip it and send it to him. Lakers I'll, send, I'll send tell him. Tell him I said the Lakers about to whoop the Suns. Uh, now, LSU, Lady Tigers. Uh, take on Utah in that same region. Uh, the winners of the LSU Utah game will play the winners of the Miami Villanova game. Uh, but, 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 uh, how y'all feel? Or ain't how you feel about LSU against Utah? The chances? The way Andrew Reese playing right about now, um, I think they got a good shot. 
But right about now, right about now is whenever what I've been saying all year is really gonna come into factor. Alexis Morris mm-hmm. is gonna be the difference maker if LSU wants to go far. Okay. I mean, obviously, Andrew Reese is averaging 30 and 15 or whatever it is right now. Ridiculous. But, yeah, ridiculous. She can't sooner or later she's gonna run up against teams who she can't, right. you know, carry you for the whole way. And that's when you need Alexis Flage and them to step up. But it's I like their chances a lot better right now than I did going into the tournament because of how good uh, Andrew Reese is playing right now. Uh go ahead, Julian. I know you got some what you was gonna say something. Uh, I think I think they're going they're playing at where South Carolina plays, right? Yep. I think it's the mentality going in there knowing you went there like months ago, you got beat really bad. Can you shake off what happened months ago and go into that place with a positive mindset and clearing everything what happened in the past and focusing in now? I didn't even I think, think about that. I think sometimes I didn't even think about that. Great point. Because sometimes Great. you just think about what happened, you think about the atmosphere. It won't be the same as the in South Carolina. Aspect. But you kind of hear everything just – I think if you get the win versus Utah, everything kind of calms down for you. That's a good point. I, I, I promise I did not even think about that. That's, 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 building. that's uh, a good aspect of all that. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, but Angel Reese is going to go in there a little bit, uh, you know what I'm saying, with some good news. Uh, she just inked a new deal, NIL deal with Jansport. The backpack company? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, James yes, she in her bag. Yes, <laughs> so because it, it, that's funny because she got the one with Coach. Now yeah. she got one with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. However she can get it, more power to her. Yeah, man, I love it, man. More power to her. Uh, but, yeah, the Bayou Barbie, man. Um Looking forward to that. I've seen uh, – I'll tell you what I do like before we get ready to wrap up. I love that we've seen so much personality uh, of this team, a lot more than we've seen um, former teams and stuff, a lot more than we saw last year. Um, you got uh, – they brought in LaGritty. Yeah. <laughs> and Kim, Kim Mucky was doing the gritty. And it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. It, hers was better than Brian Kelly's. <laughs> It was better than Brian Kelly. She's from Louisiana. She got a little bit of salt in automatically. Yeah, a little bit. Man. She got a little Tony Sasher's in But, uh, uh, trying to think and, uh, did you see the interview her and Flage was doing? Like, the which one most likely? And it was her and Flage, uh, Angel yeah. Reese and Flage. That was pretty funny, man. Because <laughs> everything they was bringing up, <laughs> she was like, that Flage, Flage, Flage. Which one was likely to eat something off the floor? Flage was like, You ain't gonna play me like I dirt. I use five second rule. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do. Um, I I have hopes that they can at least at least win this one. Um, I mean, Indiana, Indiana's out the way now, yeah, yeah. Um, I will say this though, Julian. Y'all gonna have Villanova. That's gonna be a tough task. Yeah. You gotta let it over there. Who can fill it up? Yeah, uh, I do wanna this was what I was gonna bring up earlier. Um, and I forgot to 
I, I do it now. Uh, God dang it, it do it every time. I'm about to say, you about to bring travel? Uh uh-uh. uh. The uh, finalists for the uh, Naismith Trophy, the women's finalists, uh, Aaliyah Boston, uh, Caitlin Clark, Elizabeth Kitley, and Maddie Seegers. Um, no disrespect, I, but I'm not. I'm not gonna call any one of them four out. And I, I know one who I probably feel like I would take off for injuries, but I'm not gonna say it. I'm. I say it because somebody else said it early. Uh, Elizabeth Kitley. I ain't gonna say it, but I just say Angel Reese is one of the four best women players in this country. Uh, I'm not. I still have not seen the criteria. What well, well, the criteria I did see, uh, and Julian, you may I know you you be finding the little is, uh, effect for the wooden award. Yeah, for, no, for the name, for it was the name? Like a, yeah, it was same. 2.0, uh, um, leader in the community, all, on and off the court, good character, character, good character and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Kim Mulkey says she does have uh, she's academically eligible, she's not in trouble. Well, that's the thing, that's what I told you. LSU's academic requirement it's is 1.8, so she could technically be in good. Mm-hmm. Standing with mm-hmm. not qualify for the wood for the next award. Yeah, I think she just like that viral moment instead of helping her, it kind of hurt her. Mm-hmm. Where that ref gave her a technical, like the ref should have sold the whistle right there. Yeah, I, that's what I think too. I think part of the way she carries herself on the court rubs some of the voters the wrong way. And then talking oh. about like that, let them play. That's that's another another thing. It goes back to those unwritten rules. You want them to be one way. This is a gentleman's game. This is a ladies' game. Man, bump all that, man. Let 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 people play. This ain't like it used to be, man. They're playing ball just like men playing ball. It's the same sport. They shouldn't have. They shouldn't have to play by different rules. Yeah. Want to score a basket and curtsy, man? Shut up. Hey, people get on my nerves, man. They want them to put skirts back on and all that, man. Play uh like what Kim Morganil played in the, the whole warm up with the they look like the uh pajamas. Yeah, got the little shooting shirts on. Yeah, stupid man. Got little you know. pigtails. Yeah, Julian, man, tell the folks where they can find you. What 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 you got going on, man? Before we get up out of here, now you can just find me on Twitter. You guys put it on the link right there. I really don't tweet anything much. Like for my personal account, I just retweet stuff that I see. Good old throwback music. If you guys are into that, just stuff like that and sports. All right, uh, you, he's he said Julian said I'm a simple man. I don't do all that foolishness. But nah, man, we appreciate you as always, Julian. Man, look forward to having you back on. Uh, and you got anything before we get up out of here? Yeah, prayers up, Foster Bro. Foster Moreau, for those of you who don't know, Foster Moreau uh, announced that he does have cancer. He's battling cancer. Um, prayers up to him, man. He, you know what I'm saying? Fight through this and get back, you know what I'm saying, to doing whatever he loves to do or whatever he wants to do. Most importantly, fight and beat this. So, Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Raiders say, once a Raider, always a Raider. There you go. Uh, like that, man. We out. See y'all on Sunday. Deuces. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe on Twitter at Golden Boot. On Instagram at Golden Boot. 
on YouTube at The Golden Boot Pod. On Facebook at The Golden Boot Pod. Golden Boot! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.